KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. Like so many families in the San Diego region, as well as across the country, this has been a daily ritual in my house for pushing a year now. My kids haven't seen the inside of a classroom since a rainy day in March of 2020. Fittingly, it was Friday the 13th, and it would soon introduce me to a term I'd never heard before, distance learning. I'm Andrew Bracken, and this is San Diego Conversations. San Diego Conversations is a collaboration between KPBS and the National Conflict Resolution Center, covering important issues affecting the San Diego region. We'll get started right after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. The original event, called A Close-Up on Distance Learning, took place on June 9th, 2020, and was moderated by former KPBS producer, Pat Finn. We cannot go forward with another year of distance learning for all or most students. That just simply does not work. That's Richard Barrera from the event back in June. He's now president of the San Diego Unified School Board, the second largest school district in California, serving more than 100,000 students. We are very concerned about learning loss that's been taking place. And we're frankly as concerned about the social and emotional issues that our students are experiencing. We definitely have approached this first thinking about the needs of our most vulnerable students. And we know that we couldn't simply, uh, you know, spend three months shutting down with no learning options available. So our goal has been to provide, you know, uh, as much learning as possible in a very, very uh, difficult situation. So the conversion to distance learning was something that had to be done quickly and at a scale that I think nobody could have ever anticipated. I mean, this is the largest, you know, adaptive challenge that schools, public schools in the United States really have gone through and maybe ever, you know, certainly in our lifetimes. For parent Ashley Lewis, who also participated in the event, distance learning has brought a constant juggling act between work, home, and school, along with uncertainty of the future. You know, I know this is an extremely challenging puzzle for the school board to have to solve, but I just have to put out a plea for parents. Like, you need to let us know what's happening as soon as possible, because we need to plan our lives. I mean, I need to know if I'm going to have childcare in the fall. People are going to be leaving the district in droves if you don't give us a plan. At the time of the event, Frank Granda was finishing his junior year at Sarah High School, and he reflected on a new type of high school experience. Where you see distance learning works 
but something's off. We followed up with the panelists from the original event to ask about the current state of distance learning. Here's Richard Barrera. We are now in our ninth month uh, since the uh, pandemic uh, forced the shutdown of all of our schools. And for the huge uh, majority of our students, uh, students are continuing to learn online. I would say that what the spring could be characterized as people trying very hard, but a lot of, you know, shortcomings in terms of the quality of instruction that uh, students were getting and the, the amount of instruction that students were getting. You know, we've um, put significantly more time across the board that uh, teachers are spending in live instruction with their students. That kind of set the um, foundation for us to be able to improve over, you know, the time that students have continued to be in online learning. I cannot wait for schools to come back. Ashley Lewis is the parent of two elementary school children in the San Diego Unified District, one of whom has special needs. I just need school to reopen for life to return to any kind of normalcy for me. Like, it is such an important part of our lives. I mean, it's going better now than it did in the spring when they had to learn how to do everything on the fly and they weren't set up at all for distance learning. Like, things are certainly much more routine and there's a better system for everything now, but it's still, I mean, it's not great. You know, I don't think anybody going through this experience would say that it is you know, equivalent to in-person school. It's, it's a poor substitute for, for in-person learning. You know, when you're trying to work and like I'm stressed out about my own stuff that I have to get done. And then as soon as I'm done with my stuff, I have to stress out about my kids' stuff. And then I have to make dinner. And then it's like, then the day is over. And that's, that's your entire day. And then you just repeat it tomorrow. You know, we're just kind of enduring it. Following up with him mid-senior year, Frank Granda sounded like he was doing pretty well with distance learning. His grades were high, and it seemed like he'd adapted to his regimen of daily Zoom meetings. Not all his classmates, though, seemed to be faring as well. It's been interesting because, you see, the thing about it, my cousin thing is that a lot of students are disengaged in distance learning. Like, there's mostly, like, black screens. And at the same time, very few in my class, like in any class, are very few of them engaged or at least be interactive. To illustrate a bit of the weirdness Frank finds in his current school life, he describes an email his parents received from one of his teachers. He actually sent an email to my parents and myself to commending me because he basically said, uh, congratulations, Frank's parents. Your son is one of the few students who kept his camera on and is engaged. And I found it to be a very weird thing to be commended for. During the original conversation in June, one point of concern was the possibility of families leaving the school district altogether in favor of private or homeschooling options. I too had wondered about this as a few families I knew changed schools, moved out of state, or went with a homeschool option. But Richard Barrera says that fear may be a little overblown, at least for now. I think the idea that mass numbers of you know, parents are leaving the district is not borne out by the data. But there are parents who have chosen uh, to not enroll, you know, beyond what we, the numbers that we had expected. 
we definitely have parents of kindergartners who have decided uh, not to enroll their uh, students this year. You know, so about 3% of what we projected the number of students to be is not enrolled in our district this year. It is just really disappointing because I feel like San Diego Unified has not prioritized getting kids back in class to the same extent. And I feel like we're just powerless at this point because I can't believe that this is the position we're in, that like lifetime educators are, are trying to argue that the best situation for our kids is to be getting this watered down version of school that's having these like long-term social emotional impacts that's like leaving this generational scar on this huge number of children and somehow that's the position we're in that that's the best thing for everybody because I don't think it is you know I think and I know like right now I don't think it makes sense to reopen schools with the virus surging and we're coming up on Christmas and it's going to get crazy but I think we could have reopened in August. I really think we could have, and I think we could have had kids in classrooms for at least a couple months before maybe we had to dial it back again, and that would have been a huge benefit. I don't know why we weren't more creative in trying to come up with solutions to get people back in person, because that is absolutely what is needed. So why didn't San Diego Public Schools open their doors? We ask those and other questions after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. My first teaching job was way back, um, 1979, with the refugees from Vietnam, Cambodia, and Laos. And so that's my orientation to being a teacher. Former teacher Simone Arias watched the original event in June and participated in a discussion directly after. We wanted to follow up with her to get her impressions on distance learning. I, as a teacher, I walked around the classroom. I wasn't one that always just sat at my desk and said, do this, and then hope they did. I, you know, I walked around to see if it looked like they were getting it, if they have questions, and kind of monitored things. And you can't do that in the same way when you are doing it you know, uh, on, online this way. So uh, I see it's a whole different way of teaching and interacting. If someone is, is struggling... If the person's right in front of me, I can see if they're, you know, writing or reading or something in a way that I can't if they're on computer miles away. <laughs> and as a teacher, how do you monitor and then address and hold them accountable and stimulate and answer their questions when I, you've got 30 kids out there somewhere out there? I just feel you're not able to provide the kind of support that we normally can give. High school senior Frank Granda is at a crossroads in his scholastic career with an eye towards college. And going through the college application process with all its twists and turns has been particularly challenging for him in the midst of the pandemic. You know, when you're a senior, you have all these traditional rituals one must partake to go into college. But because of the pandemic, the rule book, like the guidebook, the guidebook is gone. You want to show you have a good GPA? Okay, I'll show you a good GPA. Oh, wait, you can't because the grades are now confusing and muddled because of the pandemic and the school's attempt to try to fix it. 
You want to show them extracurricular activities? Oh, wait, you can't because all of those opportunities of leadership and all of those little camps and stuff, like all these offers are gone because pandemic has made them irrelevant now. How about if I do standardized testing? Maybe you could prove them. Oh, wait, you cannot do that because now it's because now due to the pandemic, you cannot do standardized testing. Standardized testing is now gone. How do I prove to the UCs, to the, like the colleges, how do I prove to them that I am good enough for your institution? For Simone Arias, the question of whether or not to reopen schools during the pandemic is not easy to answer. She's no doubt concerned about the dangers of the virus spreading in schools, but also acknowledges how devastating keeping schools closed is. It is being spread. That's very real. At the same time, uh, in talking to some family members, they're just saying, we need to get these kids back to school. We have to do it carefully. We have to do it thoughtfully. I have uh, family members in another state. Those people are at school. And they've been at school a long time. You know, so far they've been safe. Now, are the situations the same? I don't know. I'd have to see. I have no idea what the right thing to do is because in one way, I understand how these kids need to be back at school because I know what they're missing. And we're talking about some kids missing a year and a half of school by the end of the school year. Should we be just getting creative and saying, do we spread them out? Do we have people in a cafeteria and in a gym and whatever, just spreading people out, but having them there so that there is a, a regular accountability, but also support of these students? And I just feel, you know, the more this goes on, the more it's important. Again, San Diego Board President Richard Barrera. We have been very concerned about not wanting to reopen and then close again, because we think what that really does is it just creates instability for our schools and detracts from our ability to provide consistent and improving distance learning. You know, so we are concerned that, you know, if we put schools on this kind of roller coaster of opening up in some sort of hybrid model that includes in-person and distance at the same time and then closing back down as the virus surges. One of the consequences of that, we think, is that distance learning would not be as strong. You know, I think the decision to hold off on, uh, you know, expanding reopening in September and October was the correct decision for us. In the fall of 2020, the San Diego Unified School District started phase one, which would allow limited in-person learning for students with the greatest needs. Ashley Lewis's son was able to attend a few sessions, giving them a small taste of what school used to be like. He got to do three separate times once a week where he would go in for occupational therapy for an hour each time. And it was great, actually. He was, like, excited to be there. And, like, there was another boy that he knew from class who was there at the same time. And so they got to do, like, group things together. And so it was just so nice for to have, like, that little bit of normalcy to be back on campus and see people he knew and, like, not be looking at a screen for an hour. I mean, it happened three times, and now we're on winter break, and now they've told us that they're anticipating a big surge in the virus, and so they're going to put all of the in-person stuff on hold for at least two weeks after winter break. At least we got three days in person, or not even three days, like three hours in person, and then I'm not really sure when that will resume again. 
but when it does, we'll be there. So when will San Diego Public Schools return to normal? Like so many things having to do with the pandemic, there are many tough questions, yet few easy answers. Frank Grand is currently waiting to hear back from colleges, but he hopes to attend a University of California school and stay close to home. San Diego Conversations is a collaboration between KPBS and the National Conflict Resolution Center. To learn more, visit our website at kpbs.org slash San Diego Conversations. This program is produced by me, Andrew Bracken. For KPBS, Linda Ball and Trisha Richter are coordinators. Pat Finn produced the original event. Emily Jankowski is technical director. Kinsey Moreland's podcast coordinator. Lisa Jane Morissette is operations manager. And John Decker is director of programming. Thank you also to Ashley McGuire from the NCRC, as well as all the other participants. Please join us again for our next San Diego Conversation. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.